This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Thursday, September the 14th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. I'm sorry we're coming to you a little bit late. Had some technical difficulties getting off this morning. Got the fong here today. Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports, makes his glorious return. But today's show is sponsored by Jonathan Greengrass Seed. Introducing Jonathan Greengrassy, the secret to achieving the lawn of your dreams. With over 100 years of experience, Jonathan Green is a name you can trust for quality lawn care. Planting Jonathan Greengrassy is easy. Just spread it on your lawn, water it, and watch it grow. It's that simple. Within just a few weeks, you'll see thick, lush green grass. That's the envy of your neighborhood. Say goodbye to bare spots and hello to a lawn that's the talk of the town. And here's the best part, Buckeye fans. Jonathan Green Black Beauty Grass Seed is endorsed by lawn care experts and trusted by homeowners across Ohio. So much so that Wilson Turf Farm here in Columbus grows 800 acres of Jonathan Green sod every year to sell to Central Ohioans. So don't wait any longer. Make, make your neighbors green with envy and turn your lawn into a showstopper with Jonathan Green Grass Seed. Visit jonathangreen.com and use coupon code BUCKNUTS to get 10% off your order. Jonathan Green quality lawn since 1881 you can also use the scroll at the bottom and look who it is steve wiltfong is here he has graced our presence we told you that uh bill Kerlick literally took his first real vacation since he started working here that's not an exaggeration and mark porter had some stuff to handle so we had to dip into the salary cap and get the big hitter himself steve how goes it going well daniel how's it going brother Pretty darn good, I think, chuckling at my lawn care. No, I'm happy for you. Y'all have arrived, man. A lot of things have happened at the Buck Nuts Morning 5 since my last appearance, including some terrific local advertising there. We can't help it, man. Yeah, good stuff for sure. And we are happy about it. And here's what we're really happy about today. Steve has not been here in a while, so we are just going to go over all the majors Everyone that uh, you have to ask about, I'll bet you I can get to it before you ask. 
Um, I'm looking at the, the chat here. Uh, all the questions you could possibly ask. So we will be here. So let's start at the top with, I think, the number one guy left on the board. And that's Brandon Baker out of California. Um, we've talked about how important this would be for Justin Fry to get a guy like this. Full disclosure, we are hearing Texas over Ohio State currently. Steve, you're the one reporting that news. Please bring us up to speed. Ohio State uh, is in the thick of it for Brandon Baker. He's loved his visits to campus, has a great relationship with Coach Fry, loves the program. Certainly on his short list, uh, I've certainly heard the Texas buzz. I think there's a lot of confidence around Austin and a lot of excitement around that program right now. And I would probably lean Texas right now for Brandon Baker, but communication still remains with Ohio State. And I think Ohio State's pitch with Brandon Baker is what they can do for him long-term at that position. They've had a lot of success with offensive linemen going on to the NFL and earning huge paydays. I think that's a huge leg to stand on down the stretch as they recruit Brandon Baker when looking at his group of finalists. Okay, let's stay with the offensive line. I have to admit, I'm not super optimistic on Brandon Baker, which would be a bummer. Uh, even Jeremiah Smith said he's going to help recruit him, and then he's a lock, likely walk-in-the-door starter. Speaking of another guy that I'm not sure he's a walk-in-the-door starter, he has a shot, and that would be Jordan Seaton. We originally thought him as a guard here in these parts, and I thought Ohio State was going to get him. And then there was a falling out of some sort. He's now at IMG playing left tackle, and they've resumed their romance, although it does seem a lot of people are really into Jordan Seaton right now. He might be the hottest offensive lineman on the market. Give us the latest. He's one of the most sought-after recruits in the country, regardless of position right now. Ohio State is on the short list for him as well. You know, I think Oklahoma's in there. Alabama is the school that he has said has been his leader since the summer. But they have a lot of competition. He's going to Colorado this weekend. Oregon is in the mix. Um, Ohio State trying to bring him in late. I think a Michigan State game maybe uh, is something I'm hearing there for Jordan Seaton in Ohio State. That's in November, right, Daniel? Yep. Yep. So getting him in late and uh, trying to make that final pitch to him. But he's always liked Ohio State. He's always liked Coach Fry. He's always liked Ryan Day. Loves the track record of, of development. Um, there are a lot of schools in play for Jordan Seaton right now, and Ohio State is one of them, and it's a school that he's always been fond of. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. If you see him interviewing, he does enjoy the process. Um, like He knows he's got a, a real leverage spot there, and he's going to take tons of visits. And uh, we will go from there. Okay, let's move on. The next most popular questions we get here in these parts are possible spatula candidates that were once on the radar. So you're talking about your Marquise Lightfoots of the world, um, your Dylan Stewart's of the world. How do you feel about those guys? And I realize it's covering covered ground, but your thoughts. Well, I think that Ohio State, they'd like to add another edge rusher this class if they can. And I think they'd like to add another safety. So they're certainly going to look down two avenues uh, in, in, in trying to find names. And they're going to be looking for potential flips, guys that maybe aren't happy with their decisions, programs that aren't performing at the level uh, that they thought they were going to perform when they decided to go there over Ohio State in the summer. Or maybe it's just straight up buyer's remorse. Um, 
and then there's going to be senior film evaluations and, and guys could emerge having great final high school campaigns. So Ohio State is, is flipping over rocks and watching a lot of film inside the Woody right now, looking for guys that they think are championship caliber players that have really bl- blossomed or grown from their junior to their senior year. So edge rusher and safety are two positions where I think they'll be looking for flips and or senior risers. Ladies and gentlemen, the breaking news that Steve was attending to to start the show was for a different college. Steve covers the United States, so if I implied that it was Ohio State, I apologize. All right, Steve. We had in the boarding house yesterday, or if it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before, uh, we get lingering concerns about Jeremiah Smith. Um, We saw what he did last weekend, and so did Andrew Ivins, and shared it with the group. We assess that uh, if Brian Hartline is at Ohio State next year, Jeremiah Smith will be as well. How do you feel about that statement? Exactly right. I, I feel really good about Ohio State retaining Jeremiah Smith. Uh, I, obviously, the door, you know, he, he continues to communicate with other programs, visit other programs, um, Florida State. Uh, is, is a program that he has said good things about. Florida is a program he has said good things about, Miami. But I think that Ohio State, their proven track record at wideout, his relationship with Heartline, the proven track record of offense. And he's got multiple visits scheduled to come back up to Columbus. He was just there this past weekend uh, for the home opener. And, and so – I think it's tough sledding for anyone trying to flip them. Now, y'all uh, that have been following recruiting for a long time, you, you leave, the door is open for those schools. You leave the door open here to say that maybe, maybe, but uh, I just don't see it right now. As I talk to you guys, I think Jeremiah Smith will sign with Ohio State, but we got to cover it, man. When he takes other visits, he's arguably the best player in the country. Yeah, uh, he, He's arguably the best player in the country. I would not call it a soft commitment, I think. I think that uh, um, he, he's uh, continuing to maintain relationships, but as long as Brian Hartline is, is at Ohio State, I like Ohio State's chances to keep Jeremiah Smith. Ohio State's going to have the number one receiver drafted again this coming April, and I, I think that's the most important factor going into his decision you know, talking to him back in the summer, others, he's like, other schools have to show me that they can make me a first round pick. He knows that Ohio State can do that. And I'm sure other schools are telling him that he could be a first rounder anywhere. And I believe that he could too. But Ohio State has the proven recipe to, to, to do that. We've had a lot of guys that we thought would be first rounders that didn't go in the first round in life. This is directed at Sue Zabo, who thinks it's a soft commitment. Um, you better get used to this. This is how things are now. These guys have a ton of leverage. And look, the fact is, you know, in, here in Columbus, I think everyone agrees or is at least super, super hopeful that Heartline is going to be here forever. If you're in Florida and you know that you're going there for Brian Heartline and you hear him talked about every major opening that comes up, you're going to want to have your bases covered. As long as he gets here, we're in good shape. Um, And like Steve said, there's no arguing track record when it comes to wide receivers. Okay. And, and the Ohio state players love their experience in Columbus. So when he's talking to uh, Marvin Harrison, Jr. And Emeka Igbuka 
and Julian Fleming when he's on visits. Those guys are having a great college experience, and that's resonating with Jeremiah, too, as he continues to go through his process. Yeah, Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate and those guys. I mean, he if you saw the most recent interview with Jeremiah, um, these guys know each other from AAU-style football. I mean, uh, that didn't used to be the case. I think he said he's known Aaron Nolan since he was 11 years old. So it's not what it used to be. Um, I remember Mark D'Antonio, when he was at Michigan State, had a policy was if you visited elsewhere while you're committed, you're done. If you had that policy now, you wouldn't be able to field a Division I team. So things have changed, man. NILs push some of the leverage back onto those who probably deserve it. All right, we're going to read another ad here, Steve, because like you said, we are crushing it. This is Caldera Lab. Hold on one sec here. Banners. Boom. Steve, I'm directing this at you. Did you brush your teeth today? Why is that? Because it's a healthy part of your day and you don't want bad teeth. I want you to take it to another step, Steve, and add in skincare habits to your daily routine like you don't already. I just did, and I promise you I'm never going back. I'm hooked on Caldera Lab. High-performance men's skincare products. The regimen for Caldera Lab includes three products that make up one minute in the morning and one in the night. Habits don't get easier than this. Incorporating skincare before you brush your teeth guarantees to not mess up your routine, leaving your breath fresh and your face refreshed. Just for our audience, we have an exclusive offer. This is our best offer available anywhere. Use Bucknuts at CalderaLab.com and get 20% off right now. That's 20% off with code Bucknuts at CalderaLab. Make unforgettable first impressions that lead to the charming words, Steve, you look younger. 20% off at Caldera Lab with the code Bucknuts, and you can see it on the banner there. Steve, just for ahas, are they sending you on the road this weekend? I've noticed they're a little more apt to get you out and see the best prospects these days. You're asking me if they're sending me on the road this weekend? Correct. I am not covering a high school game this weekend. No. Why? You got a family event or something? I do. So, uh, but with today's technology, you can keep up with high school football on your phone from anywhere you're at right now. There's so many ways to stream games, watch games, keep up with the best plays across the country. Sometimes you're better served to view high school football in that kind of setting than being on the field at, at, at one game. But at the same time, that in-person evaluation is also awesome and, and enjoy doing that. So sure. Chad Stryker, he got here late. Did the Fong do an update about Booker Pickett Jr.? He did not. Does he have one? Yeah, I think that right now, um, Ohio State is continuing to evaluate that position on their board and who that they're and who they're pushing for. As this 2024 cycle continues, uh, Booker Pickett is someone that has Ohio State in their top five. And I think if that's a guy that they choose to go all in on, they'll have a chance to land him. Um, but Ohio State is continuing to work through who they covet at the edge position to wrap up this 2024 cycle. A couple of general questions here. Has there been any targeting of Michigan State recruits for flipping due to issues presently with the school? And I guess you could take that from an Ohio State and even a more overall perspective. Yeah, I haven't heard anything specific to Ohio State. Certainly in recruiting, it doesn't take long for the vultures to swarm over any kind of situation where 
a, a prospect might have reservations about their decision to play football there. So there's certainly college schools circling around East Lansing right now to see if there's something there that they would like to eat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, let's take another one. Here's what I'd like to know. What do you make of the Colorado Buffaloes? Um, I understand the, the view of uh, Dion. I think simple thing is a fly-by-night deal. I would be worried if I were recruiting against Deion Sanders these days. Um, they have a lot to offer and not to mention the spotlight and some other cool stuff. For example, Jordan Seaton is visiting Colorado. I don't think he would have visited them under the prior regime. Your thoughts on Colorado? Like I saw Bryce Underwood, the quarterback from Michigan, the number one quarterback in the class of 2025 is looking at it. Um, should we be taking this? as seriously say it this way, should we be taking this super seriously or do you think there's a flash in the pan thing? I will get on record here that I think this has got a very legit vibe to it, but I guess I could be uh, just overwhelmed by Dion's presence. Well, I think it starts with his presence, right? He's very charismatic. He's a lightning rod. He's been very successful as a college head coach in his short time. And he's someone that can rally a community. I mean, you look at what they did at Jackson State. They were having, they had 50,000 fans at their games uh, under his watch. They played on national television. Uh, so uh, he can, he just sparks a community. So, so right then and there, you're, you're off the ground with support. And, and so certainly they've done that at Colorado with record ticket sales and and just excitement uh, around the program. But I think the thing that's most exciting about Colorado, in addition to him just galvanizing the the base, is that he's put together a terrific coaching staff. I mean, yeah. you, you look at Sean Lewis, his offensive coordinator, who was the head coach at Kent State. In Kent State, they did not have very much success historically in football. But under Sean Lewis, they were an exciting team that had winning seasons, that that played in bowl games, that featured some of the best offenses in college football. He's a Dino Babers disciple where he's helped Dino Babers have some very successful offenses. He's a former player himself. Um, I think that that was as exciting an offseason hire, obviously, as, as, as any program made. He, Charles Kelly's his defensive coordinator. He's one of the most respected guys in SEC country, for just the type of man he is, type of person he is. He was the 24-7 sports recruiter of the year last cycle. 
uh, but he's been around great players, great defenses. I think the chemistry that Sean Lewis and Bill O'Boyle have uh, from uh, coordinator to offensive line coach is important. Uh, but there's just so many, so many coaches that have NFL experience, winning experience in that in that football facility. There's a great combination of recruiters in there that, again, like you're only as good as the people that work for you. Sure. And and so he hired some great people to come in and work for him. It certainly starts at the top, but and that's your foundation. But you you know he's got good people working under him, and they 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 are an exciting football team right now that has won both their games in different ways. Uh, I think they showed some 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 resiliency in the win over Nebraska. They obviously came out. Oh, they hell they had the battle against TCU, you know. So they they were, uh, you know, they they've been they've kind of been exciting, and obviously the media is all in on Colorado right now too. They're getting a ton of attention, and we're even talking about them on the Bucknuts Morning Five. Yeah, look at the sidelines. It's like uh, a Lakers game these days. You know what I mean? You could push pause on your HDTV and pick out celebrities that go. You said it starts at the top. I'm sure it finishes at the top, man. I, I would imagine that when you get into Dion's room his office he's quite the closer um, well, uh, well from a recruiting standpoint absolutely yeah. i mean he's a guy that can i mean he's a guy that can have anyone eating out of his hand and make you feel like a million dollars he's just got that uh pizzazz to him um, and it just has a way with people there to to do that and and again it's 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 very very exciting when he talks to recruits but again he He's put he's he's created an environment that his coaches like working in. You know, I read Bruce Feldman's article in The Athletic, you know, Sean Lewis. They they it was either after the TCU game or the Nebraska game. He's at his son's flag first ever flag football practice the next day. You know, so he's creating an environment where his coaches are happy to work there. And 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 so. Um, a lot of people were saying that Deion Sanders wouldn't win two games this year. He's already done that. So now those people are saying he won't be there two years. So, you know, I've said this before, too. If you're going to transfer and transfer, if you're going to change coaching jobs and take over a moribund program, bring with you a lottery picket quarterback, you should be in much better shape. Uh, that kind of got cloaked in the Sanders move was that his son is a beast and better than everyone thought. So, uh, if he doesn't bring, which brings us to this, we're going to do a lot of Sanders here. It's the last question. Do you think he is waiting to get a bigger gig? I've heard he doesn't have interest in the NFL. I heard Joel Klatt say that. I'll take him at his word. But do you think Dion is just waiting to get to a bigger squad? Or can he turn Colorado into a superpower? I mean, I'd be speculating on what right. his ambition is. Well, I have no idea. what we do. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, what I will say is that Colorado's transitioning to the Big 12 at a time where there's uh, an, a question on who that alpha is going to be. And I think that if Deion Sanders can attract players like Bryce Underwood uh, to come there from the high school ranks and elite college transfers to come there, it's a fan base. It's awesome. They're they're already investing in the program. If you can kind of become what Clemson was in the ACC for such a long time in the Big Twelve, which included a couple of national championships, 
why does he have to leave? Like okay. you, you've made, you've established yourself here. They're going to build a statue of you. You've won your legacy is, you know, but again, I, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't think he has the resources to, or does or whatever. We're getting way off the rails, but yep. it looks like Colorado's invested. I know it's a great college football environment in our lifetime. We've seen Colorado win the national championship and, if he can get guys like Bryce Underwood to go there, elite transfers, and, and and they can be the kings of the Big 12 year in and year out, which puts you in the college football playoff year in and year out with a chance to win it all. I mean, what what else? What what more ambition would you have in college football? Dion also just doesn't strike me as the guy that wants to replace Nick Saban. He's just more of a blazes on trail guy. Choosing Colorado in the first place was a little bit offbeat, so I don't see that happening. Well, I don't necessarily know how many people were trying to hire him, but Colorado yeah. was, so he took it, and he's doing a fantastic job. And I certainly think that he has the he is comfortable in who he is that he could replace Nick Saban and not feel that he would not feel the uh, the shadow of that. Uh, you know, I don't think it would be daunting if he went to Alabama. But again. Uh, part of the reason why coaches move is to improve their situation. Right. But if he doesn't need to improve his situation at Colorado, because the best players are already thinking about coming there, then, then, you know, that's why do you have to go? You know, you're already forget, part Nick, Nick Saban did not exactly kill it with the dolphins. He, he, uh, he kind of came back head in hand. All right, let's get back to the Buckeyes. Got a couple of recruiting questions to finish off here. Mika Hanna, one of our best. Tell us, and if I'm ambushing you here, Steve, I apologize. Tell us about Eric Mensa, and does, I assume, Ernest Willor have a visit scheduled yet? Well, I don't have much intel on the Virginia Tech commit Eric Mensa right now. I just know, again, that Ohio State is looking for guys uh, to be difference makers on the edge uh, to finish out this 2024 class. And I have not, I don't, I have not heard that Ohio State's pushing for Ernest Willer right now. I don't doesn't think they mean, are. Doesn't mean they're not, but I have not heard that. Okay. Um, let's see if we got a couple more questions in here. Da, 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 da. What do you think? All right. I'm going to ask this in a more beautiful way. What has been your impression of Ohio State as a football team so far? Well, I think that there's still, I think that they're still evolving as a team. You know, they've lost a lot of terrific players over the last couple NFL drafts. And as they reload, it's kind of a work in progress, but I still think that they're one of the most talented football teams in college football. And you're not trying to hit your stride in September. You're trying to hit your stride in November. And I think that all the pieces are in the building to do that. And, and I think that, you know, they're starting to, figure some things out. And this is a football team that's got a chance to be very dangerous at the end of the year. Let me ask you this question. Um, oh, that's so funny. All right. We'll finish with this. Um, just because really most of the people have asked about him. Quick review on Brandon Baker. I think that if you're asking me where you, where I think he'd go today, I would say Texas, but I think that Ohio state is a program that he's very excited about. Remains in great communication with Justin Fry and that staff. He has loved his visits to Columbus. 
And I think that Ohio State's pitch to Brandon Baker is just the track record of development compared to his other finalists and the amount of money that those players are making in their professional career as football players is something that Ohio State is hoping is enticing to Brandon Baker as his college decision nears. The problem with this is I think in the past, Ohio State has had an advantage over Texas because let's just be honest, Texas wasn't a great football team and now they actually look like a reasonable franchise and that could be an issue. No, What's no not question. an issue? The phone, the director of recruiting no, for 24-7 no We follow him on all platforms. Go ahead, Steve. I was going to say no question on that. And Texas is a program on the rise and they've recruited the offensive line well and, and, and they're in the hunt. But you know, you look at Ohio State and Paris Johnson, Dewan Jones, Nicholas Petit Freer. Um, you know the the track record of offensive linemen being drafted out of Ohio State when you compare the Buckeyes to his other finalists are far superior. So they're hoping that that's what he chooses to go with as the ultimate decider when he makes his college decision. All right, because it's Chad Stryker and he's a great guest. And I will comment that Dewan Jones and Paris Johnson both started this past weekend and both got A grades from Pro Football Focus, if that matters to you. Last question, Dan Slash Fong. The hoofbeats have been quiet about Lightfoot. His Instagram seems like he's good staying with Miami. Is Flip Watch over? I have not heard that um, he's imminent to flip. You know, I think he's happy with Miami. Miami just got a big win. He's a priority for them. That was a back and forth recruitment down the stretch. There was at one point where it looked like he was definitely going to Ohio State. Miami was able to flip that script late uh, going into his announcement. See what happens, man. There's a lot of time. We are just a few weeks into the college football season. These teams are starting to form their identity, but their stories are far from written. So we'll see what happens as all these football teams continue through their seasons. And again, Ohio State, they're going to either try and flip somebody or they're going to try and find somebody on senior film uh, that they think can help them on the edge and at safety as they round out this 2024 class. I think Steve would echo this sentiment, and this will actually be our last comment. I'm sure all the local shows he goes to, he, he gathers the angst of those fan bases. Ohio State has the number two rated recruiting class. This is kind of, uh, you well, know, champagne problems, as they say. Steve, would you agree? Well, you guys, look, I just try and I compare everything to golf. You Ohio State shoots – in the in the 60s so you guys are basically trying to shave one stroke to win a national championship and so much goes into that Mm. one stroke last stroke Uh, um and you know it's easy to go from 100 to 90 to 80 you know there's a lot of things you can do to see that progress and it's exciting so you guys are just so passionate about your fan base and you're just trying to get these last couple players that you think can get you over the hump to, to win the national title. And and I get it. And, and so, you know, um, they're working hard in the, in, in the Woody to get there too. And, you know, we'll see if this year's football team has what it takes to, to win the final game. We will have the Fong back on the show sometime later in the season. He can start to talk about, Major guys in 2025, but we'll put this one to bed. And as always, one you guys are in the middle for in 2025. He'll be back for the Penn State game 
So Say that name again. Devin Sanchez as good a defensive back as there is in the land from the Lone Star State. Um, Alabama is a school he's high on. Texas A&M is a school that was starting to get some traction. But I just I like Ohio State's position for Devin Sanchez right now as we go into the fall here. It's a good report with Coach Walton and, and Coach Eliano and company. They're going to get him back for the Penn State game. So that's a big 2025 visit for what will be an exciting recruiting weekend. Yep, we'll have Steve back actually after the Penn State game, and we'll love go it. From looking there. forward to looking forward to that. I've been to a night game, an Ohio State Penn State night game. You have? Yeah. Who did we hang out with in the in the uh, foyer? You remember? Uh, well, I remember tailgating that day with Gary Husto, Stacy Elliott, and uh, both of Stacy Elliott. Yeah, that, that was the that ambassador was, and Zeke's dad was there uh, enjoying the evening as well. So my wife was there. Yeah, hell's um, mine. Yeah. And uh, and we whacked Penn State, by the way. Hackenberg was a true freshman. They were yep. ranked like 16. Y'all were like three. And each time he scored, it just got louder and more suffocating. It was a beat down for sure. Uh, that it was day. it was one of the funner. If anybody watched the Cowboys beat the Giants the other night, it was like that. It's like you were up early and it became like there was no intrigue by halftime. That's it was a beautiful night, man. Let's have a few more of those this season, Buckbutters. We can get Wilfong in the house for that. We do it every week. Go ahead, Steve. I'll tell you the the difference between diehard fans and just regular fans that go to games on Saturday that thinks they thinks they're diehard fans is always exciting to me because um I went to Ohio State, Illinois day game many years ago and afterwards went to Buffalo Wild Wings on High Street, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of Ohio State fans in there. And Notre Dame was playing Pittsburgh and Notre Dame was trying to stay undefeated. And I guarantee Bucknuts readers were rooting for Pittsburgh to win. You could hear but it. the average Ohio State fan inside that Buffalo Wild Wings was rooting for Notre Dame. So it's yeah. just kind of yeah. just kind of funny how the operation the operation works. It's like going to Vegas. You ever go to Vegas and sit in a sports bar and watch them root for the spread and not the game? It's uh, it's wacky. But our Bucknutters are ardent. Our appreciation is great for the Fong to join us. He is a very busy human being, so we appreciate it. Got a got uh, Jay Book coming in tomorrow with Dave Biddle, and then a huge weekend with Western. Where, where's the Kentucky. Dean on vacation? Where's the Blue Bill Smith Bill? Revenge Game? Go ahead. Where's Bill on vacation right now? I cannot let you know that. I would have to kill you. Um, the CIA had to check out, and uh, he's in some type of program. I just, you know, he's not eating surf and turf, though. My no, 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 no. He's still eating burgers, burgers, ketchup only. If you want to know what it's like to order a burger with bun in the Grand Canyon, then it already comes with that, Bill. That's definitely what it is. So we'll be all right. And uh, we appreciate the phone stopping by. I'm sorry we were late today, people. Have a good one. See you guys on the front row. Most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 
Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.